Welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Othman, a biblical church centered on Christ. His birthday was this past Tuesday, so it is, so we're excited about that. That was fantastic choir and voice of praise. What a powerful time of worship. And I think this is y'all's first time to voice VOP to be back since a year. So it has. It's been a while, so that's very encouraging to be back singing. So very, very excited about that. Today begins a new sermon series. We are going to start a four-week sermon series on spiritual darkness. And I want you to hang with me these four weeks. I know that this is going to be something that will speak to all of you because it's something we all deal with, and it's a reality The truth is, we live in a fallen world. There is an adversary who wants to kill, steal, and destroy us. That's how Jesus described the devil in John 10.10. And if you have your Bibles, I want you to go ahead and turn there into the book of Job. The Old Testament book of Job, chapter 1 and chapter 2. We'll start reading in chapter 1, verse 6. So you can follow along here in the Bible. Our online folks want to welcome you as well. You can go ahead and this time pull out your Bible as well as go ahead and pull out your bulletin insert and you can follow along. We have online bulletins too. While you're turning there, if you can, while you can turn in your Bible and close your eyes, I want you to see if you can do this. Close your eyes. And I want you to picture yourself naked. In the middle of a jungle, and all you have is a machete, and everyone wants to kill you. I just heard Rick Hawthorne behind me. My eyes are closed, Rick. And he said, that would not be a pretty picture. That's what he just said. I I heard that, Rick. That was a powerful song you sang, too, by the way. Now think about it. You're alone, naked, in a jungle with a machete. Everyone wants to kill you. And you have to get out of the jungle. That's what you're trying to do. Now think about it. Every time a twig breaks, every time a cloud passes over, every time the wind blows, that sound you hear, you're wondering, do I need to raise my weapon? Am I about to have a fight? Because everyone, people, animals, the weather, whatever it takes, is trying to kill you. And your goal is to get out. And you can open your eyes. Guys, that's what it's like with spiritual warfare. That is our lives battling the devil. We do not know how he attacks. We don't know when he's going to attack. We don't even know what he's going to use to attack you or me. But you have to be ready and on high alert at all times. And that's what we're about to see here in the book of Job. Job didn't even realize what was going on. That Satan was trying to destroy his life. Yet God said, have you considered my servant Job? So we're going to look at that. But I want to give you some background information. Before we read this story here, in Job chapter 1, I want to tell you, we, these brings up some questions. Where did the devil come from? 
Why is there evil on earth? You don't need to turn there. I want to go ahead and tell you. In Genesis 1.31, God had created everything. First chapter in the Bible, choir. And the Bible says everything God made was good. In fact, very good. No, no evil existed in Genesis 1.31. By the time we get to Genesis 3.1, that's one, you know, the entire chapter of two, we skipped over that. We get to Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. It says, now the serpent, who was more cunning than all the other animals the Lord had made, came to tempt Eve. So something happened between Genesis 1.31 and Genesis 1.3. Well, what on earth happened? Well, the answer is actually found in the book of Isaiah. You don't need to turn there, but it's in Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 15. The Bible says that there was an, in your KJV version, uses the word Lucifer. He was the chief angel. And the Bible says he swelled up with pride, and it says he wanted to become like God. And he took one-third of these angels, and they had a rebellion against the Lord. And the Lord won, of course, and cast them out of heaven. And he sentenced to earth, but we also know he still has, because he is an angel. What is an angel? An angel is a heavenly creature that serves the Lord. Now, these one-third angels that rebelled against the Lord received a new name. They're called demons. So when you use the word demons or demonic, you're talking about a fallen angel that was once in heaven with the Lord. But between Genesis 1.31 and Genesis 1.3, there was this heavenly rebellion, and he was cast. Lucifer is the only time it's used in the Bible, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 14, in the KJV version. That's his name. Lucifer, Satan, the devil, those are all interchangeable words. That's referring to the former archangel of all the angelic beings. Lucifer lost his place, and we know in the New Testament, the new archangel is called Michael. He lost his place, and he had a replacement named Michael. So that's where evil came from. You say, well, Daniel, why did God allow this to happen? And I actually have it up on the screen. Genesis 2, 16 and 17. Have you ever wondered, why do we have the opportunity to sin. Free will, I know choir, y'all can't see this. It says free will actually comes from Genesis 2, 16 and 17. God created this thing that we all possess, all humanity, called free will. And it's in, it's in Genesis 2, 16 and 17. It says, and the Lord commanded the man. This is before Eve was created. Eve was not created at this point yet. God spoke to Adam and says, Adam, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden. So they're in the Garden of Eden. Anything you want. But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There's one rule. One rule. That's it. One rule. There's this one tree in the middle of the garden called the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For the day that you eat of that tree... 
you will certainly die. Do y'all know that was it? That is the only rule. At that point in Genesis 2, 16, 17, Adam and Eve were not going to die. They were eternal beings. So when we are saved by the blood of Jesus, we are actually restored to that condition that we originally were created for in the Garden of Eden. That's what eternal salvation is. That's why salvation is eternal, because God actually created Adam and Eve to live eternally and in union with Him. But we have, so God actually created free will. And that's what it means we daily, not just daily, by the minute, have to choose to live and worship and honor the Lord. Every choice, every thought you have, God wants to hold captive for Him. That's why that picture of you naked in a jungle and you're trying to get out, that's what the devil is doing. He is going to use any possible way, any attack, to break that union with the Lord. He was cast out of heaven. He knows his final judgment is in hell. Hell was actually created. Not for us. The Bible tells us hell was actually created for these fallen angels, now called demons. So when we find ourselves, and you've rejected Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are going to a place that humans weren't even created for. Those have rejected Jesus. Say, why, why darkness, Pastor? Why are you calling this darkness? Do you know, you don't need to turn there, but Ephesians 6.12 describes evil as darkness. The Bible says that God is light. Satanic influence is darkness. So you have a contrast between light represents God, darkness represents evil. So, I'm giving you all this background information. That's where evil came from. That's where free will came from. That's, I want to go back to the Adam and Eve story. You wonder, why did, why did Adam not instruct Eve what to do? Remember, when the, the command came not to eat from that one tree, that was only to Adam. Eve had not been created yet. But when the serpent came along... Who did he go to? He went to Eve. Adam did not instruct his wife properly on the one command the Lord has given. This is why it's so important for us to teach people God's, your spouse, your children, your grandchildren, God's word. God gave the word to Adam. Adam was expected to teach that to his wife. And he apparently did not do a very good job because she yielded to temptation, then Adam ate from the tree as well. And thus they died, and we die ever since. And that's the story of redemption started right there. God realizing, and that's what we celebrated last week with Easter, Christ rose from the grave, and we are saved because of that resurrection, the greatest miracle ever. Turn in your Bible to the book of Job. Now we're going to get see here, what Satan is going to do. And you, we read this story, and we might think, well, this is about Job, but does this have to do with me? Yes, it absolutely has to do with you. I want you to put your place in the place of Job. 
The word Satan is used here. That word literally translates in the Hebrew, the accuser. That is what he does. Satan accuses us. Who does he accuse us before? He accuses us before God. What Satan wants to do, and this is why the name means accuser, God presented Job as a righteous man. God presents you as a righteous man, a righteous woman, a righteous teenager. Meaning, this is my redeemed, this is my chosen. And what happens is, Satan comes along and says, No, no, they're, they're not righteous, God. You know, you all of a sudden, you steal their health, you destroy their family, you let them get cancer, you allow them to go through tough times, they'll curse you. Satan's job is to accuse us before God. That is what sin is doing. When we choose to sin and be disobedient for God, we are actually affirming the accuser. We're saying, Satan, you were right. I did yield to temptation. I did disobey the Lord's command. God's holiness means perfection. And the Bible tells us that we are to be holy because God is holy. God wants us to live a holy, perfect life set apart for Him. Many say, Pastor, I can't be perfect. You're right, we can't be perfect. God's perfection comes through Christ. He is the one that gives us the strength to say no to temptation. He's the one that allows us to be alert. So when the accuser comes after us, we are prepared for battle. And the Bible describes spiritual warfare as battle. This is a battle not for Job's life, but for Job's soul. That's what's going on. And your spiritual battle as well is for your soul. God is the author and the ender of life. He knows, he knows our time on earth. But remember, He's created something called free will. And he's, He wants you and I to choose Him when we are accused. And that's what's about to happen here. Alright, follow along in your Bible. Job chapter 1, verse 6. This is one of the oldest stories in all of humanity. Possibly Job was written even before uh, the Pentateuch, there, the first five books of Moses. This could have happened many, many years ago in the land of Uz, which is in Mesopotamia, which is in current day Iraq. So this is an ancient story we're about to read. And it sheds light, choir, about where the, what the devil does and where he came from. One day, the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Who are the sons of God? These are angels. These aren't people. These are angels. And it says, and Satan, that's the accuser. That is, the, that is our adversary. The former archangel who was kicked out of heaven. The word accuser is what that word means. He also came with them. So this is unusual because we see that even the devil has access from earth still going up to heaven. He was kicked out of heaven, but he's still in the story. He's still able to appear before the Lord. 
You know, I know many of you ask a lot of questions. Go, what? This is the devil can go up into the presence of God based on this story? Yes. Many answers in Scripture, we will not know the answer to what's going on until we get to heaven. So for us trying to figure these things out, we just have to trust God's word and says, Lord, I know when I stand before you, I can ask this question. Why did the devil go and appear before you? But that, that's what the scripture says. The Lord asked Satan, where have you come from? As if he's just roaming around the earth. That's what he does. And he attacks people. In fact, he answered that question. From roaming through the earth, Satan answered him, and walking around on it. Do you remember the serpent originally presented himself as a walking snake? Notice the word walking is used. When you picture the devil choir, do you picture him walking around the earth? Because here he's walking, just like lost feet. Remember the Bible also says that angels can take the appearance of a human and you don't even realize that you're talking to one. Could it be? Some of the so-called angels we're talking to are actually fallen angels. Again, all we know is devil said he was walking around the earth. The Bible says in the New Testament that the angels can take the form as, a, a, as someone we would not realize we're talking to. It's just we think they're another human, but in fact they're not. Keep going here in your Bible. <clears throat> then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? No one else on earth is like him. A man of perfect integrity who fears God and turns away from evil. What's powerful about that passage is God offered up Job. It wasn't the devil. It was God. He says, hey, I know you, what you're up to. What's the devil doing? He's going around trying to accuse people. But there's this guy down here named Job. Have you seen him? He's pretty righteous. Satan answered the Lord, Does Job fear God for nothing? Meaning, there's always a reason you go to church. There's always a reason you do something. There's always an ulterior motive in what you're up to. That's what the devil is planting. He's saying, God, you know, we all know he's not that righteous. And there's a reason why. And look what he says. Haven't you placed a hedge around him, his household and everything he owns? You've blessed the work of his hands and his possessions. Have increased in the land, but stretch out your hand and strike everything he owns. And he will surely curse you to his face. Notice how aware choir Job, um, or the devil was of Job. He knew everything about him. He was a wealthy man who was healthy, who had it all. The devil was very much aware of who Job was and what he owned. And he basically offered a challenge to God. You take away that hedge of protection, the, all the things you've given him, and watch what he'll do. Very well. Notice everything's in the power of God. Did you follow on your Bible? Verse 12. Very, very well, the Lord told Satan. Everything he owns is in your power. However, do not lay a hand on Job himself. So Satan left the Lord's presence. All authority 
God is giving the devil the power to basically destroy everything around him, but he can't touch Job himself. Now, here's tough times coming for Job. One day when Job, Job's sons and daughters, were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and reported, while the oxen were plowing and the donkeys grazing nearby, the Sabines swooped down and took them away. They struck down the servants with the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. So all your servants just died. He was still speaking, and still another messenger came and reported, God's fire fell from heaven, although it didn't come from heaven. It came from the devil. And it devoured all the sheep and the servants and everything. And I alone have escaped. So he lost all his oxen. Everything he owns is gone. That messenger was still speaking. And yet another one came and reported. The Chaldeans formed three bands and made a raid on the camels and took them away. They struck down the servants with the sword. And I alone escaped to tell you. So all his camels have died. He was still speaking, number four. A fourth messenger came and reported, Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine with their older brother's house. Suddenly a powerful wind. That's why the wind, you know, even uh, the, the nature, God allowed the devil to use nature to destroy Job's life. Took his children's life. This powerful wind came and swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house. It collapsed and on the young people, and they all died. I alone have escaped to tell you. So you, this man just lost everything he owned. His children, his animals, his house, all his belongings, gone. And we're talking the moment one messenger finished speaking, the next one followed up saying, oh, here's the next bad news after bad news after bad news. Now, I want you all to remember this. Job does not understand what's going on. God offered him up. Job has no idea. This is a satanic attack on his life. Nothing else. The accuser has destroyed and taken everything from him. Hasn't laid a hand on Job. But he lost his entire family and every single item he's ever owned. All his animals are dead. His house is gone. Over. And look what he says. Then Job stood up and he tore his robe. Verse 20. And he shaved his head. He got a haircut like me. And he fell to the ground and he worshipped. When you get bad news, do you worship the Lord? Saying, naked. That's why I use the story about being naked in the jungle. Naked, I have come from my mother's womb. And naked I will leave this life. Meaning, this is how I came into the world. This is how I go back. We had an innocent, um, in our innocent um, caddies, had a new baby born. A UK hospital Friday afternoon here, our church family. Do babies come out of the womb with clothes on? Do they come out fully dressed? They come out and they will leave the earth that way. You're buried in the ground. You might have clothes on, but it's going to decay. And you will return to dust that you came from. Adam made, or God made Adam and Eve from the dust. And we return to that. And Job is realizing, I have come into this world with nothing. And I will leave with nothing. 
All I have is my obedience to the Lord. God is looking for us as an army of Job's that can answer this way. Look at this. Guys, this is a powerful Bible verse. Look at latter part of verse 21. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Everything you have came from the Lord. Everything you lose came from the Lord. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the Lord. Throughout all this, Job did not sin or blame God for anything. Who answers? Do you know, think about it. If you just lost your whole family, they all died, you lost everything you own, now you're totally homeless. You don't, have, now homeless, you don't even have a family anymore. You have nothing, nothing. And then you praise the Lord, say, Lord, you give and you take away. I came naked from the womb and I'm going back to you that way. All I have is what you've given me. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I want you to know when you get to the point spiritually that you can speak that way, you, have, you are spiritually mature because you're realizing all the things of this world offer nothing. It's a confidence and a commitment to God that is unbreakable. No one or nothing else matters but you and the Lord. And Job did not sin. Alright, that's the first test. That's test number one. Go to chapter two. Job has two tests. Just because you get through one, one, one rainy day doesn't mean it's not going to rain the next day. One, one, one bad period in your life, one year of 2020 doesn't mean it's going to happen again. There could be another coronavirus. There could be another terrible decade in your life. Because it's about to hit Job again. Look at chapter two. Look what happened. So the accuser went out, went out, uh, went all around Job's family and everything he owned, and he recognized that everything he has, Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's how he responded. Verse one. One day the sons of God, remember who are these folks? These are the angels. They come again to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan, the accuser, also came with them to present himself before the Lord. The Lord asked Satan, where have you come from? What's been going on, devil? From roaming through the earth, Satan answered him, and walking around us. Notice that choir, he's still walking. He's still roaming. That's what he does. He's looking for an opportunity to attack you and your family. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? No one else is like him. A man of perfect integrity. What a, what a compliment from God. Perfect integrity. Would you want the Lord to say that about you? Integrity is when you give someone your word and you say you're going to do something, you actually do it. Integrity is building trust. Integrity is um, honesty. It's an upright man or upright woman. There's no shady dealings going on. And Job had just lost everything, but he's still a man of perfect integrity. And he goes, who fears God and turns away from evil. He still retains his integrity 
Look what the Lord's saying. Even though you incited me against him to destroy him for no good reason. Even though you incited me, God allowed Job to lose everything and he still maintained his integrity. If you are walking through a season of hardship in your life, that is no excuse for you to lose your integrity. No matter if you are homeless, dirt poor, or you have... Just nothing. You've lost everything. Everybody around you died. You maintain your spiritual integrity with the Lord. God is looking for men and women who raise their hand and say, God, I'm still going to be righteous. I want to be like Abraham. Or Lord, I just trust you. I have no idea what's going to happen. You give and you take away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And then look at Satan's answer. In verse 4, Skin for skin, Satan answered the Lord. A man will give up everything he owns in exchange for his life. But stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones, and he will surely curse you to your face. Now, Job's about to get sick. Extremely sick. This is probably the sickest any human has ever been in life. But remember, he can't die. God told the devil, whatever you do, you're not going to let him die. Very well, the Lord said to Satan. He's in your power, but only spare his life. So Satan left the Lord's presence. And look at this. Immediately, Job is about to get sick. Have you ever been really sick before? Whenever you're super sick, you should think about Job, how bad it was for him. Because he really had it hard. He was inflicted with terrible boils from the soles of his feet, all the way to the bottom of your feet, to the top of his head. Then Job took out a piece of broken pottery to scrape himself while he sat among the ashes. This man has literally just been burned. Boils, just terrible skin. Intensive nerve pain. He's taking glass and he's cutting himself just trying to get some relief is how painful this is. Awful Awful situation. No relief, no narcotics, no pain relief. That's how bad it was. He can't die. God won't allow the devil to kill him. But he's scraping himself. Now look at this. His wife is still alive. She wasn't a very righteous wife. She comes along and says, Are you still holding on to your integrity? Notice what they're going after. His integrity. You still hold on to your integrity? Just curse God and die. Do you know what the wife just told Job? Why don't you just go kill yourself? Go commit suicide. Who cares about your life anymore? All the children are dead. We've lost everything we've owned. Just look at you, Job. It's pitiful. You have nothing. Just go jump off a bridge. Even The devil is planning suicidal thoughts in his mind from his wife. Remember, the Bible describes your wife as the two become one flesh. Like, you can't get, this is, choir, this is like the worst possible, you can't get any worse than this. Every single person has turned against you. Everyone. Whole family's dead. Wife wants you to go kill yourself. And you have skin disease all over and you're cutting yourself with pottery for relief. When you think your life is bad, think of Job. 
Yet he had one thing. Folks, he had his integrity. And his wife was even saying, just drop your integrity. Just curse the Lord. We all know it's God's fault. God is doing this to you. Job the whole time does not know what's happening. The devil is under the authority of the Lord and is inflicting him with this pain. Look at Job's response. Last verse for this morning. You speak as a foolish woman. He told her, Should we accept only good from God and not adversary? Meaning, how dare you talk this way? He, he got on to his wife for her foolish talk. Of anything, why on earth would you curse the Lord? Do you know the third commandment is do not use the Lord's name in vain. That's cursing God. That's why it's so wrong for you to go to the movie theater, pay money, and listen to people use the Lord's name in vain. Joe, that you're breaking your integrity when you're listening, paying people money to use foul language. It's tragic. Job here reprimanded his wife for telling him to curse the Lord. You do not curse God. It's using the Lord's name in vain. We should never do that. Job wanted to maintain his integrity in honoring the Lord even when no one else, including his wife, failed to do so. Throughout all of this, so, so God, Job is saying, I accept the good and the bad in my life. If something good happens, praise the Lord. If something bad happens, choir, praise the Lord. Everything comes from the Lord. God has given me free will. He's given you free will. And we choose to respond to the Lord. Throughout all this, Job did not sin. The accuser here, that is Satan, his goal was to separate Job from God. This is what salvation is. When you are saved, you become a child of God. You are in a relationship. You become a follower of Jesus you have a union with God, a marriage with the Lord. And the devil comes along, the accuser, and he tries to break that up. That is what sin does. And our integrity as believers is we need to be prepared to be accused by the devil. And he works in every possible way. Look at Job's life. He lost his kids. He lost everything he owned. His wife turned against him. Then he had boils, a terrible skin disease, bottom of the feet, top of the head. And he would not break that union with God. He maintained his integrity in the darkest of days. And this morning, God is asking you to do the same. Today's sermon is called Darkness. Job was in a dark time. You couldn't get any darker that Job was in. The devil was going after anything. He could not take his life. But even among darkness, even when Satan is attacking you, even while in the middle of battling spiritual warfare, folks, you 
can maintain your integrity and not sin against God. That's what I'm asking you to do this morning. I'm asking you to make a commitment, just like Job did. I want you to be able to say, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will leave this life, meaning I have nothing else but the Lord. The Lord gives, and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's a Bible verse you should memorize. Whatever you're going through, God, everything good and bad comes from the Lord. We maintain our integrity, a holy, set-apart life for Him. Lord, I thank you for this story. Lord, this is a story that is ancient in Scripture. Lord, it tells us so much about our lives. And God, if there's any of us here that we have broken that union, we have hurt our integrity, that you you hold us, we've yielded to temptation. Lord, we know you're a great God and you forgive us. We cry out and call out and repent and turn back to you and you forgive. Lord, if some of us here this morning, we are in the midst of a season just like Job was going through. A season of temptation, a season of suffering, a season of pain, of spiritual oppression. God, help us be able to say, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away, blessed be the name of the Lord. Lord, we cry and call upon you. You are our God. You are the greatest God. Lord, you are over evil and you triumphed in Job's life. I thank you that we see you've given us the reason for where the devil came from, why we battle adversity, and Lord, that we can experience victory in Jesus. God, we thank you for this story and pray we respond to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We close every single worship service here at Broadway Baptist Church with an invitation. You know, God has given us free will. We respond to God. Job responded to God. We should never be embarrassed of responding to Jesus. If you want to get saved this morning or you want to make Broadway your church home, everybody needs a church home. You need to be a member of Broadway Baptist Church. I stand down front right here. Brother Hurd stands right here. You come take our hand and respond to the Lord. We're going to stand together. David Dale and the choir is going to lead us in a song. We're waiting for you to respond. I have decided.